bitch, please. Oh, bitch, please, my ass. You want a sandwich? Dig that. Oh, hell yeah. She's a bad I'm a black man in a white world. I'm a black man in a white world. If I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your way. I'm a black man in a white but it's just going to talk about what we do know, and that's the firing of Pat Fitzgerald as the head coach at the University of Northwestern, or Northwestern University. It's a doozy, and I'll be back to fill in things here next on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast and prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because it's not your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub, mama, I got what you need if you need to fill the bars. I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love, so come give me a hug, you're in the getting rough. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to probably the quickest of quick hits here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Uh, this one hurts. Many years in college athletics, I know shock waves are being felt, not because of the hire, only because of the hiring and the time of the hiring. I mean, sorry, firing and the time of the firing, but also the the shock waves that are being sent through college athletics, and also the fact that I have several friends who work at the University of North or Northwestern University. I'm going to get that straight one of these times. Northwestern University, and I just feel for them right now because I know they're going through hell. I did not know Pat Fitzgerald personally. I was around him a couple of times, thought he was got a cool vibe off of him. But that leads to my first statement. We don't know these people. Even if you work with them, even if you're on their staff, we don't know them. We don't know what's ticking behind them. We don't go home with them. We don't spend every waking hour of every day with them. You know, when we see them, it's just like, in some cases, just like the general public sees them. They have their their public face on. They're being cautious. For the most part, they're being careful. They're being polite. And they're just being good citizens. 
but we don't know what is going on and what thoughts are happening. I mean, there's a video, a minute and 23 second video that's out there of Pat Fitzgerald talking about zero tolerance of hazing. Zero tolerance of hazing. What was he fired for? Hazing. And, and racial stuff. So let me get deeper in this. Like I said, this is a sad day for Northwestern University and sad day for my friends and uh, just college athletics as a whole. Uh, AD, all ADs around the country are probably calling their head coaches or texting their head co- coaches saying, hey, if you got any hazing going on, stop it. I want to know about it. I don't want to be blindsided by this. Coaches are praying that nothing. Again, coaches don't know everything about what their athletes are doing. They can't. As many as how they try to tie up every second of every moment of their time by sin. You know, between practice and classes and study halls and weight training and all that stuff, young people at the age of 17 through 21 or 22 will find time to screw up. And that's the biggest fear in college athletics, when you get a one or a group of them who will do something stupid, who will act out, who will embarrass the program, who will break the law, who will just be a young person doing something stupid, but that is the biggest, forget transport portal, name, image, and likeness, or any of this other garbage you hear about right now in college athletics. The biggest fear for coaches is when they put their head on the pillow at night is, please, no late night phone calls that somebody's been arrested, somebody's been hurt, somebody's done something they're not supposed to do. That is their biggest fear. And they're always praying that nothing happens on their watch. Assistant coaches and other staff, we're always we're praying that we didn't run into something either. Didn't want to know. Myself, I ran into a couple of very small things, and I had to grapple with, do I say something to a coach? Do I not say something to a coach? Do I go directly to the head coach? Because... Your job is built on relationships, and all of a sudden you go to report something. You may not know that that coach knows, and now they don't want you to speak, or they can't trust you, or just a lot of things that can screw up your relationship or lose your job. And people, and believe me, people think about that when they run into something. And the reason why I bring this up, because there's something about a, and I haven't gotten a full grasp of it, but something about a chalkboard in the Northwestern locker room where things were written on the board that was just another form of hazing and mistreatment of teammates. And this is part of the evidence that's being held against Head coach Pat, former head coach Pat Fitzgerald, because they'll say, Well, why didn't you see that? It's right there in plain sight. Well, let me tell you something. Head coaches probably are the last people to go into a locker room. 
athletic trainers, equipment managers, student managers, student trainers, and assistant coaches are more likely to go into in, a locker room and walk into something. And that's why I'm saying it's a sad day that I hope none of the people I know down there had seen this garbage and never said anything. It would break my heart to find out that they, they knew something and didn't report it. But I also understand the pressure they were under to report because, again, you can, you can be uh, singled out as the problem. Not the problem. You are because you're bringing bad information to me, the head coach, and I don't want to deal with it. And we don't have these issues. Coaches can turn a blind eye. You know, assistant coaches are fearful of losing their job. Are they fearful of being the players calling him a snitch? And now your relationship with the players is gone. And it's the same thing for staff members, trainers, and equipment people. When do you go to and report it? Because if you do, you chance it, like I said, not only your job, but also you're chancing the fact that now you lost your relationship with the athletes. And it's not as easy as people think. It's the right thing to do. The, like I said, the couple of times I did it, I, I felt good about the fact that I got it off my chest. But then you're always worried, do they still trust me? Or am I going to get fired? And it's not the, the best feeling in the world. Well, Northwestern. Where is Northwestern? Northwestern is in Evanston, Illinois. It is uh, kind of a suburb of Chicago. It is the academic power of the Big Ten Conference. It is a private school. It is known for its academics. It used to be a joke in sports when I was in school in the 80s to the point that when we were crushing them, they would cheer you will work for us someday. You will work for us someday. So, yes, they are the heart. They are the true Harvard of the Midwest, if you want to call it that. But again, that that is Northwestern University. That's who they are. They pride themselves in being a low, a cut above the normal college or university, and that the people they bring in are above that so again that stings what's going on down there but as far as what happened there was hazing in a of athletes on athletes uh, from what I can tell nothing really phys- nothing really physical or no penetration if th- there was uh sexual hazing in the sense of uh, grinding or other athletes or things like that. And you got to remember, when you're talking about hazing, you're talking about uh, humiliation of the other person. The person who's being hazed is being humiliated by another person or a group. And that is not an easy thing for a young person to deal with. And you just feel for these people who have finally got the courage to step up and say something. And it makes you wonder why 
you know, not blaming the victim, but you do wonder why it takes so long for people. And it's probably a maturity thing, or who knows? It just, they probably could have, you know, pushed it away, and now it's coming out, and now they need to deal with it themselves. And and it started as one case, and now you hear from several other players, and I think the count is up to 11 or 12 different athletes are now making statements about either hazing in the locker room or, and this one is really hard for me to get my hands on in this day and time, a racist culture. Now, when they when they talk about that, it's it's, it's things like can a uh, Latin or black player just be themselves, or do they have to fold in to the school's quote unquote norm and culture? Meaning, do I get to wear? You know, it could be something as small as can I wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, or do I have? Can I wear braids? Or could uh, the Latin Hispanic players wear things from their culture? And if they do, do they catch, excuse my language, hell for doing it and be and cast aside or made to feel like an outsider? These things can happen in that situation. Again, it's, you know, you go to college, you want to fit in. You want to fit in in all aspects of your life on campus. If you're an athlete, you want to be a part of the team. You want to hang out with your teammates. You want to play your sport. And then you, you want to get an education. Now with name, image, and likeness, make a little money. And, uh, and if you're good enough, uh, go to the pros. But these are the things you want. But you don't want to be singled out because you are wearing a certain T-shirt or you wear your hair a certain way or because it's part of your culture. I can't believe that's happening in a school that's in right next to Chicago, Illinois, but I guess this is happening. So this is just, it's mind-blowing. Again, I'll go back to the phrase that I used to open this with the coaches. All we see is the public things they want us to see. Them smiling in the camera, them hugging a player, them being maybe a little tough on a player in a certain situation, or, you know, consoling a player, hugging a player, whatever, or gathering the team round and giving words of wisdom. Those are the things they want you to see. But there are tons and tons of things that they don't want you to see. We don't know these people. We just don't. That's that's one of the things that people have to start realizing. You can't look at a coach because they win a lot of games and think that means they're a great person. They can win a lot of games and be the worst a-hole you ever came across. I've come across some of that in my life. And believe me, it's harder to be around that because you know as long as they keep winning, they're probably not going anywhere, even though they treat people like crap. Also, these coaches are in a weird spot because they make a lot of money, yes, but... 
they also are counting on the behavior of 17 to 21 year olds or 22 year olds or now with the extra years of COVID, it can be as high as in transfer portal. You got some 25 and 26 year olds out there too, but all joking aside, they are counting on those young people to do the right thing, to get up, go to class, go to their meetings, make their workouts, go to study hall, be a good model citizen, be a leader on campus, not to screw over their teammates, not to embarrass the university. And all you can do is educate and talk to them. And then at some point, they got to go their way. And as a coach or a staff member, you got to go home and live your life. And there is an 8 to 12-hour gap where young people are left alone to their own devices to do God knows what. And you hope that you've drilled in their head that when something doesn't look right or smell right, get out. But again, as we all know, peer pressure can be a great motivator sometimes. And it sounds like this is what's happening at Northwestern. And things have run amok. Chalk, uh, again, the chalkboard items are embarrassing in the sense not only because of what was written, but because it was in plain view and nobody chose to do anything to um, deal with this. Coach, uh, uh, former head coach Pat Fitzgerald, has been fired, uh, have not heard anything about any other staff members being let go at this point. Uh, don't know if he's been fired with cause or without cause. And you ask me, what the heck is that? Cause, being fired with cause, meaning they have a legitimate legal reason for firing you and they don't owe you any more money. Fired without cause means they still can fire you but you probably had to pay a settlement as a school or you're probably going to go And either way. You're probably going to go to court because that, that coach probably wants some, some still think that they're due some money. Other fallouts from this, the ACC commissioner, Jim Phelps was the AD at Northwestern university. When this was, some of this was going on. He's probably right now, going, please, nothing when I was there, nothing while I was there, nothing. Can you imagine a commissioner of another conference caught in a scandal at a different school? Holy crap. This is going to get bigger and bigger. I just thought I'd just jump on, do something, like I said, the quickest of quick hits, do something really fast. Um, You know, hazing is at the root of this. But for sure, there's going to be more stories. The, the, the campus paper is, it, oddly enough, it has the same name as the campus paper here at the University of Minnesota. The Daily is breaking story after story after story because athletes are coming to them and uh, telling their stories. So there's still a lot to come. The main press is now jumping on this also to work with the campus paper so those young people are going to be working with professionals who are going to help them dig through what's true and what isn't true. 
I know a lot of people were up in arms at first and kind of laughed that he was given a, a two uh, coach ex coach Fitzgerald was given a two weeks uh, suspension. But people have to understand something that two week suspension was a placeholder, so they could do more investigating. And as they started to do more investigating, more people started to step up and talk and talk. And the other part is when you hear from one person, you can't fire a staff unless you have strong evidence that that, that staff person physically abused that, that person because, or sexually abused that person. Because what if you fire that coach and then find out in haste and then find out that that person was lying because they had a vendetta to try to get back at that coach? This isn't the case because other stories are starting to come to light. So it sounds like there was a culture of hazing and a culture, uh, a culture of racist culture in the sense of young uh, minority people not being allowed to be themselves. But again, you don't, uh, this thing isn't done. There's going to be a lot of fallout from it. Don't be surprised. It, it bubbles up and pops at other schools too. Because once it happens one place and young people figure out, hey, I can say something, it could happen. So this may not be the only quick hit about this. Like I said, this is the quickest of quick hits, but I wanted to touch on it because it was really gnawing at me. Uh, like I said, it's close to my heart because I have friends at Northwestern University that I hold dear, and I know they're going through a lot of pain right now, and if I could talk to them, I would tell them I'm sorry for your pain, but I also hope that they didn't turn a blind eye to anything that was going on there. And let me just make this kind of last statement. Everybody wants to say, does hazing happen on every team and this, that, and the other? Possibly. It could be, it could be as something as when I was a freshman here at the University of Minnesota, I was made to get up and uh, first they asked if you, your school had a fight song. If my high school had a fight song, I never knew it. So I said no. And then they said, could you sing another song? And believe it or not, and don't ask me to do it because I'm not going to do it. But um, I did uh, Rapper's Delight. So um, some would consider that hazing. But back then it was like everybody, every freshman got up and sung their school fight song or maybe sung I'm a little teapot or whatever it is. The other things you may have cultures where the freshmen help the, uh, the trainer and the equipment person bring in the extra stuff off the bus. Some people would consider that hazing. Some people would just say, hey, you know, it's a tradition of hard work. It's all left up to interpretation so let me be very clear hazing in some form probably happens on every team but not the extent of what was going on in northwestern i wish i had more details they're starting to 
the the school newspapers breaking stories left and right, as I said, but the school itself has gone into um, groundhog mode. They're a private institution. And the reason why I keep bringing that up is they don't have to say anything unless there was a criminal law broken. If there wasn't, they can keep it, and they're choosing to keep it in-house for now. Hopefully they don't continue that, but they can because they are a private institution. With that, I'm going to jump off, um, have another commercial break, read a little bit from the mailbag, and then finish up this quick hit here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast, prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back to the quickest of quick hits here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Today's subject was the firing of Pat Fitzgerald, the ex-football head coach at the at Northwestern University. It still is mind blowing to me because he seemed like he was the 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 straight edge dude of all dudes. Cool. Uh, it seems like everybody loved him, but. Like I said in one of my opening statements, we don't know those people. So we just have to deal with that fact. Let me read a couple of quick messages in my inbox. Mike M. in New York City. Keep it up, JB. I like what you're doing. Thanks, Mike. And Greg D. in Bloomington, Minnesota. Good stuff. Can't wait to hear the rest of it. Thanks, Greg. Again, tell a friend, uh, follow me, hit the like button, and continue to listen and support my sponsors of the show, Bradshaw and Bryant Injury Law. Links art for your jersey and bowling shirt and t-shirts and cap needs. And, of course, 
JB's Glove Repair, my other side business. So with that, have a good evening. More to come on the big story out of Northwestern here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. JB is my name and f***ing up motherfuckers is my game. Right on. Negro, black, African-American, black, black, black. Django. J.B. Damn, Dolomite. Great God in heaven, you know J.B. Our great Negro sex machine.